Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode, podcast episode of Revving the Word. This is a participatory podcast. Those two words came to me this morning, like, that's what they do. They participate in this podcast. It is going to change you in the next 45 minutes, I promise you. What if you say that right now? You know that you won't leave this podcast the same because you are going to participate. You're going to partner with the Word of God, making itself true through your body, your soul, and your spirit by renewing your mind and centering your heart in the thing that matters most. My name is Elisa Keaton, and I'm the founder of Revelation Wellness, a nonprofit ministry where we use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel message, to train people's hope, to train people's love, to train people's faith. And this podcast is an extension of our RevWell TV, our online at-home workouts. We figured those are great for more structured classes, but this is, we know that hiking, biking, running, just being outdoors, going on errands, <laughs> whatever it is going about your daily life. This is a way to where scripture meets music, meets the Holy Spirit, and an intention of your heart. How about if you're a fit person, you practice fitness if you don't want to be stagnant, you feel like you know that something gets created that's good when it's under tension. Um, that's pretty much all of life, right? So you are a fit person and that's what these podcasts hope to do. They hope to change you, keep you strong, keep your endurance, keep you steadfast and set you free, give you an enlargement. God is not done with you. There's so much more he has for you. And we are about to do our 30-day challenge. I'm actually going to release this podcast a little bit early, just so for those of you that might hear this podcast a little bit late, I want you not to miss it because it breaks my heart every time the challenge closes this Friday, January 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for any donation amount, any donation amount to revelationwellness.org. You get in this challenge for 30 days. It's more focused training. For those of you that are new to the podcast, this would be a great way to make sense of the podcast, to make sense of your day-to-day because -day, I'm not with you the rest of the day of what do I eat, what do I drink, what would a well-balanced, healthy, and whole life look like? Because I know there's a lot of information out there. I know it can be almost overwhelming and I, I don't want to see you get lost in a sea of striving or fall off the wagon into a, a land of neglect, right? There is a way that seems right to man that in the end leads to death and I've seen too far too many people fall into that and this is why we make it all about seeking first the Lord and His righteousness and everything else. We seek first that kingdom, everything else will fall into line, I promise you. So you can do that. Please do that as soon as possible so that you don't miss out. You will get some confirmation emails from us just to make sure that you're in the challenge. And then we will launch it and start into it on January 9th, Monday, January 9th. So if you're ready for it, like not just to talk about change. You know, I have to, sometimes my husband and I will be like, oh, we just really need to work on this on our marriage. You know, everything, everything in life requires some focus. Places when weaknesses get exposed, we can either, it's one thing to, to recognize them. It's another to go, okay, what shall we do? And I always equate, you know, we can know a problem. We can know a stress point in our life and still do nothing about it for the longest time. And I always tell my husband, like our marriage, I go, you know what, unless we activate something, unless we intentionally create a new habit, intentionally do something different, we're much like people that 
complain about their weight or read weight loss blogs or do <laughs> get all this information because we are now been informed by the Spirit of God. We're informed by our own reasoning here um, that something needs to change. Well, we need to, let's, let's do something. But that's me. My name is Elisa Keaton, like I said, and I like to, I don't like to just talk about things. I, I want to see if there's something God's, if God shows me a problem, quote unquote, a problem, what he's really showing me is a world of possibilities. And I like to go on the adventure of the possibility. So let's do that today. Right now, you're going to be moving your body at any pace that feels good to you that is higher than a one. On a scale of one to 10, one being waking up out of bed. <laughs> so you're more than a one now because you are upright. A 10 being all out effort. This is an endurance workout today. So I would say let's get you up to a five, six, seven, and then you get to pick and hold on to an endurance pace. I'm not going to be intervaling today. I'm not going to be telling you what, what, inter what intensity to be working at. You're just going to work at what feels right to you to hold on to breathe, get rhythmic about it, enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, you probably shouldn't be doing it because you're striving for it. All right. Okay, we're going to meditate on the Word of God as we move our feet. And we start that in three, two, one, play. All right. I want you comfortable right now, okay? I always feel like the beginning, the, the, the beginning of something, it's so important. How you enter into something. <laughs> If it, you know, I know sometimes we just don't feel well because maybe we didn't sleep well. We just, sometimes you wake up with that stress right there on your chest or the fear or whatever it is. So I'm proud that you're here, you've decided to shake it off and do something in obedience, not to be, not to be overwhelmed. But again, if maybe you need to rest. If you can start to strike up some joy a spark of joy, then that's great. Follow that. Follow that. I know, I went a little old school today to start. Oh, by the way, Happy New Year! Hey! My goodness, Happy New Year. Today's word is gonna, I believe, oh, uh, Word of God is so amazing, isn't it? Thank God, thank you God for the Word of God. Let's just thank Him right now. God, we are so thankful that you did not leave us like orphans. You, and not only, you didn't also just leave us a note, Lord. We have your Word and we have your Holy Spirit. We have you in us and you on us, God. That must mean something very personal to you. Thank you that you're with us right now. Thank you that you're changing our minds, bringing us new, fresh hope for this new year. Lord, we declare that 2017 will be unlike any year behind us, and that you are the God of yes and more. Our delays are not your denial, and we are one day closer. Faithful people, God, make us faithful people this year. Bring us alive. Bring dry bones alive, God. Use these podcasts. And now, God, I have a personal prayer. I ask that these do never, they never, ever just become fitness podcasts, Lord. Would you do that? 
I just heard him say, sure thing, I'm on it. It's gotta transcend the fitness. I wanna train your faith. So thank you, God, that you're gonna meet us in our dry places. You give us living water and the manna for the day. We love you, Dad. And all because of Jesus. Amen. All right, easy feet. Notice how heavy they are. Lift the belly up and in just a bit. You're not sucking it in. You're drawing it in. You're engaging it. Good. Start to notice your breath a little bit more. I don't want you feeling any... Notice where there's any pain. If there's pain, pull back a little bit. And right now, in the name of Jesus, be whole, be free. You are not your pain. Okay? All right, you don't have to push through pain. Not right now, not when you, not as you're just getting started. Get, don't have to move harder and faster, move better. Hey, listen, if you fast forward past the intro, totally get it. But I don't want you to miss our 30-day fitness challenge. For 30 day, or for any donation amount, you and I will train for 30 days. It closes this Friday at midnight. This Friday, January 6th, it will close, and we won't be doing another one. I have no... For the unforeseeable future, we won't be having one. Maybe in the fall. So any donation amount, we'd love to have you come in with us. You'll get access to Revwell TV. You're gonna get daily devotionals. We're gonna talk about food, menu plans. You're gonna get recipes, menus. We're, I'm gonna do all, the Holy Spirit is gonna do all the work for you. You just have to say yes. So please check that out. All right, you ready? Here comes the word. Matthew 21. Oh, I'm stuck in the Gospels, so join me as I'm stuck in the Gospels. Matthew 21, verse 12. The title of this is Jesus Cleanses the Temple. Hello, New Year. <laughs> A lot of people on cleanses right now. Well, let's talk about what matters most. The place where God lives. The temple. You. Verse 12 picks up and says, And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons and he said to them it is written my house shall be called a house of prayer but you make it a den of robbers verse 14 and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them Ooh, anyone need some healing who doesn't And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and healed them. 
But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read? Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. Woo. And leaving them, he went out of the city to Bethany and lodged there. Good job. Wow, we have a lot to unpack today. So true to the endurance style of rubbing the word, we're going to study a little bit. And then you are going to work it out. You're going to let the Holy Spirit teach you. Holy Spirit, teach us. According to your will for my life. Teach. Uniquely and corporately. Teach. A little context. Jesus is nearing the end of his life. He knows. This is it. I'm wrapping up my ministry, folks. Can you imagine? Now remember, he is fully man, fully God. He's feeling this. He feels. He's not. <laughs> the father did not unplug his sensory input when he made him. He gave him full access to stress, anxiety, worry, fear, rejection. He knows it all. And he's feeling this now. And he comes into town on a donkey and he rolls into the temple. He's making a commotion for sure by this time. Crowds following him and he goes right into the temple. And he's been to the temple before, many a times in three years, but this time he's had it. On a scale of one to ten, six, seven, feels good. You know what would be violent right now of you? To say, this feels good. I always find myself sticking my tongue out <laughs> and laughing. Yeah, not so bad. Work your stroke of your feet. Keep your gait. Runners. Notice if you collapse your knees at all. In other words, do they start to fold in? Can you walk heel to toe? When, when the heel strikes, you roll to the toe efficiently. And honestly, runners, you don't strike 100% with a heel. It's kind of the midfoot to the toe. Hang on. Keep it light. Just pay attention to how your body is moving. Are you collapsing anywhere? Yeah. So Jesus cleanses the temple. You know you're a seven when you have to, you can close your mouth to breathe a little bit, but it feels better to keep it open. If the phone rang, you could answer it. You'd be fine. 
but people would know you're moving. All right. Let's unpack this, Holy Spirit. Here we go. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. The temple had turned into a place where man created a process and a system from which they might benefit. <laughs> when David made the temple, when David had the call for the temple, Solomon made it, right? But when David wanted to build it, there was no mention of, hey God, we're gonna, you and I will make some exchanges day to day. I'm gonna help your people out. I'll sell some things, I'll do my part, you'll do yours, and we'll both profit. Mm. Let's get really honest. You gotta get honest here, and I, I know this from experience. There are places in our life, ways that we take the gospel and create a system, a process that will profit. If I'm going to profit anything, <laughs> the greatest return on my investment of time with Christ is to become more like Him. Literally, Jesus was coming in and cleaning house. <laughs> this stuff is distracting. Get it out of here. And you know what? He'd been seeing it. It's not like this is the first time he saw it. I think he probably, maybe he was hoping through all his ministry, messaging and teaching, that they would just shut down those tables themselves, that they would meet the Father come to full repentance and turn over their own tables. But they didn't because that would impact their security. The thing that they were relying on, the places where they're putting God in a box. They were getting a shadow of God instead of the substance, the fullness of who He is. So I ask you, Where in your walk into faith are you trying to leverage your relationship with Christ? Talk to Him. Nice.
Right, that's it. I'm telling you, we just got to get honest. I promise you that they, those places are found around your anxiety, around your greatest fear. It's found anywhere you believe you're an orphan. Because orphans have to work the streets. <laughs> they don't trust the love of a father. And that's all Jesus was trying to talk about to the, to the temple leaders. Is that God is near, the kingdom is near. And it has nothing to do with your system of exchange you've set up with the Lord. And he overturned the tables of the money changers. The money changers would be people there because people from all around would have to come to the temple every year for their census tax. It's from Exodus 30, 13. The Lord tells Moses that we're gonna to need to take a census of the people of Israel and they each need to give a ransom for his life. So right, even the temple was being flooded by, polluted by this bargaining with God, leveraging God, earning your righteousness. It's evidence of the law. And you know what? The law in the Old Testament was there to create a nearness of God, to draw us near to Him, just to bring us into His presence. But because there was no grace for it, the empowering of the Holy Spirit in us and on us, it just turned into stagnant, thick, scold, calloused hearts. And that's why Jesus came to bind up those broken hearts, to release from prison the prisoners, to proclaim freedom from these laws by a fulfillment of who Christ is, Messiah, the anointed one, Christ. What you long for is found in Him. But these money changers, again, they weren't part, you didn't see them in the Old Testament, but by the time Jesus shows up, do you see how destructive the law is? Do you see how you can find yourself in such weird places? Because one law creates another law, and then I need a law to uphold that law, and another law. I'm gonna do another revving the word about that these laws and rules so that's why the money changes would be there so they could help people pay their taxes in the temple how crazy is that and not their temp these are not this isn't like their taxes to Caesar they were paying God Oh yeah. and the seats of those who sold pigeons. Pigeons would be there, showing of Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, when God made 
provision, your sacrifice to cleanse us of our sins. The problem is it became like spiritual works. People would do something wrong and then they would just go pay a price and get right. Buy a pigeon, sacrifice it, now I'm good with the Lord. Psalm 51 says, For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despair. So, go be with him. Give him your broken places. You're not as strong as you think you are. Come on. Admit you're fragile. Admit it, you're afraid. Get in touch with that contrite heart. Because where you're weak, He fills the gap. Broken spirit, contrite heart. Move your feet. And get honest. I just heard the Lord say, tell them their brokenness. <laughs> it's found in the places where they put, where they misplace their affections. Wherever you misplace your affections, you're going to get broken. <laughs> he is the desire. Let him be your everything your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Hear this, O Israel, our God is one. Meaning, you're looking for something? It's found in this one place. Every place else, you place those affections, those desires or those needs. You're gonna get broken. They terminate on themselves. They're little G idol gods. And those who worship them become like them. Limited. Stone cold. No feelings. 
these religious leaders in the temple were allowing money exchanging because they didn't know a father who provides. They made a system. He does not desire sacrifice. He desires you to come close to him and say, heal me, transform me according to your word. Listen, it's the broken places. You hear that saying? It's the broken places where the light can shine out. It's the broken places where the water can seep in, the living water. Let him seep in. I, I'm so desperate for this. Oh God, teach us. I know too many people that get on the verge of their brokenness and then they run and make a plan to attack it. Now listen, God loves plans. He loves intentionality. But if he is not given the right to speak to you about that, to give you your assignments, to give you your word, you're just, you're running. You're running. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. Tables and seats. Tables and seats. Wherever you find tables and seats, people have gotten really comfortable. Ooh. This is where, friends, comfort is not your friend. Comfort. Joy is your friend. Woo, peace. Love. Those are your friends. Not just your friends, that's family. That runs in your blood. But comfort is not becoming on you. I train right now so that my body, my soul, my spirit gets used to the fact that uncomfortable is kind of my jam. Oh man. This year, 2017, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post. This year, I heard the Lord say, Lisa, this year, I'm gonna have you relying less on your gifting and more on my anointing. Ooh, greater faith. I don't have the pedigree for that, God. I don't have the experience of that. I've been told I'm terrible at that, God. I've been criticized there, God. And he goes, Elisa, I want you to fight these lions and bears with your faith. 
Let's knock down this Goliath. Come on. There are no tables and chairs. I have no tables and chairs in sight. Ugh. Tables were meant for banquet feasts. Tables were meant for relaxation, enjoying life. That's what they were first created for, not for the marketplace. Some of you go, well, yeah, but you need a table for business. No, no, no. Tables first created for the home, first created for the places of rest, refreshment, nourishment. That's what a table's for. And chairs to sit. Chairs. And I said, even chairs, I was doing some study on this. Chairs didn't come around for a while. And it wasn't around the table. It was the marketplace where you start to see chairs show up. I mean, people are getting comfortable in how they create a kingdom for themselves. I want you to talk to him. I want you to let him talk to you about your tables and chairs. Go ahead. Tables and chairs that are found in the marketplace and not in the home of your heart. Tables and chairs, turn them over. Come on. Oh. Your feet readied with the gospel of peace. Anything outside the doors of the home of your heart, <laughs> you're on your feet. You don't become stagnant. You don't set up camp anywhere. Not in the temple, the marketplace. Don't you dare grow roots. Jesus says, I have no home for my head. Your home is found in you. Christ in you, Christ on you. 
and you enter his rest. Because wherever you go, you bring the peace of Christ. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. That's Isaiah 56, 7. He's trying to shake these religious people awake. Come on. You've read this before. What are you doing? I've told you, this is a house of prayer. This is a place where people come broken and contrite, and I heal them. But you make it a den of robbers. Just be honest with you. Here's how I make the temple a den of robbers. I expect God to do something because I'm so quote-unquote faithful. I'm easily disappointed when God doesn't show up like I thought he would. Whew, my heart gets hurt and there's nothing wrong with the hurt. He loves my heart. He lo Listen, if you're a feeler, there's nothing wrong with you. That's a gift, but the enemy of your heart the enemy of your gifting of feeling is hoping to dash your feelings so much that you will become hard-hearted, create a protective barrier around your heart, and no longer sensitive to the presence of God because His presence brings peace. That's why He's saying, get this stuff out of here. Let people come and worship me encounter me and I'll heal them I make it a den of robbers when I compare what I see on the earth and how it doesn't seem to be stacking up and I get discouraged mmm discouragement all the disses disappointed discouraged distant I start to rob but here's the scary thing it could easily become my theology and if I've said it before I'll say it again when you read the Word of God that is the mark we don't lower our theology to meet our disappointments. You keep pressing till something breaks. You take your brokenness and let him break through. A house of prayer. Plus this is it, I pray 2017, your body becomes the house of prayer because it is the temple, the living space of God. I pray it becomes 
place, day and night of prayer. Now listen, all it means, prayer, the word means in the Greek, as used, to commune with God. Talk to Him. You're married to Him. It's like two married couple, a married couple that doesn't speak, they'll drift apart. And you're like, well, I don't know what to talk about. Get in His Word. <laughs> He'll give you plenty to talk about. And here's the easiest prayer I know, and it's most effective, and it's the most, it's the spark. It's a spark of prayer that turns into a bonfire. Ready? Here's a prayer you can say in your day. Learn to say it often. God, what are you doing? <laughs> he loves that question. And think about it. Any of you have a best friend, someone that your husband, often I'll get a text from work from my husband. He'll say, what are you doing? <laughs> right, we don't have to say anything else. He doesn't have to give me some big news report. He just says, what are you doing? I wanna check in on you. What are you up to? And then usually it's, I miss you. I wish I was still on vacation, something like that. But it's just, check in. God, what are you doing? Ask him often, it will turn into a conversation. Some of you are convinced you don't hear from God. Start talking to him like you do on Facebook. Scroll the pages of his word. Find something interesting to comment on. Find something to like. Come on, now I'm preaching. Talk to him. My house shall be called a house of prayer. I declare this over you now, 2017. Your house, your body becomes a chatting house. <laughs> There's a table and a chair for you and him to meet. Yeah, uh-huh. And you get to talk and you get to listen and you get to love. This will keep the money changers out. This will keep you from setting up tables and chairs that should not be there otherwise. Verse 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Notice the healing happened after the cleansing. So listen now, here we go. I'm gonna go quiet, and I want you to use these last four or five minutes. Cleanse yourself. Get foolish. Some of you need to probably run into a lake. I don't care, do it. Get clean, get healed. Go.
and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. He'll never deny you. Never. He'll never deny you. He's a God who meets all your needs. You may not get what you want. You'll get what you need. Healing. You need healing. Cleansing. Repeat after me. Holy Spirit, cleanse me now. <laughs> cleanse me. Clean my mind. Clean out the filters that I look through. The filters that I hear through. If you really knew who God was, you'd never want him to be anything else. Never. <laughs> we repent, God. <laughs> One minute. One minute. Heal me and I'll be healed. Cleanse me and I'm clean. Speak to me and I'm loved. Show me and I'm known. And my house shall be called a house of prayer. And the blind and the lepers and the lame came to him in the temple. Listen, your healing is found in you, with Him, not just in you by yourself. That's depression, that's despondency. But go into your heart with Him, commune with Him, and your healing will rise. Good job. You can go ahead, begin to pull back. Well done today. Just a reminder, the Little Way Challenge, 30 days of intentional this. <laughs> Think about doing this, but backed up with some supplements <laughs> of the Word of God. Journaling, writing, intentional. God, heal me. Make my house a house of prayer. Uh, it's like... I'm gonna teach you how to date. <laughs> how about that? I'm gonna teach you how to date this love. This is the love of your life. This is the desire of, your na of the nation's Jesus. He's right here. We need to drive out the tables and chairs that we've set up, making a program for ourselves, <laughs> right? building our kingdom instead of his. My house, called a house of prayer. Start simple today. Set, here's another thing. Honestly, set it ready. Set your phones. Set your phones to go off once, twice, three times a day. Just say, text God, ask God, what are you doing? I'm telling you, I could tell you other things to pray, like, you know, pray your prayer, your, your need, what you have. I just think we constantly, we're so very hyper aware of our needs, amen? 
we're living in a culture that constantly is trying to soothe any need we have. Somebody sets up a table and a chair and money exchanges. Any need. So, yes, pray about those things, but man, I can remember spending way too many years praying the same prayer. That's a good, that was evidence of a stronghold for me. Like I could not grow with God until he did this. Now I'm not saying that I know how hard that is, so please hear me. But and I just needed to let my heart break that God, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I know you will. What are you doing right now that I can partner with you? Because he wants to have an active presence in your life. I want you to be someone who hears from God. <laughs> and I know for some of you, that seems freaky. Seems a little new agey. But he either is the God, the God who says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And I love, I think it was one of our instructors, Rachel Gilbert, just posted back in our Facebook page for instructors. Sheep are not meant to be load-bearing animals. <laughs> They're not horses. Now, we're meant to have an inner nature of a horse where we run wild and free, but we're still a sheep. And sheep are very, they're not dumb. They just follow. They need a leader. They follow. And they're defenseless. They have real no way to defend themselves. Amen? And they're not meant to be load-bearing. He just wants some sheep who hear his voice in a house of prayer. God, what are you doing? Just like you text, you think about how you would text a friend. What you up to? What are you doing today? What's on your plans? Come on. Lord, do this for us. Do it in us. An anointing of relationship like never before in 2017. Bring us to life. Root us in your word, God. We don't just want to be people who have feelings that are alive, but people who have knowings, wise, and people that enter the marketplace differently. We enter our marriages differently, our parenting differently. What are you doing? Talk to us about that. We love you. All this for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for.